Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. Today we are here to discuss Doctor Who's return. Yes, the 60th anniversary, uh, the first of the specials has dropped and uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, I want to preface all this by saying first off that I thought generally the return was a good one and uh, it was a fairly decent episode. It's not uh, my favorite piece of Who. Uh, media ever created but i am interested to see where this goes so um first off the introduction very much sets this as a new era of of doctor who um both with the kind of um i, I the word that comes to mind is catch-up mechanic which is a, a gaming term but i think it kind of makes sense here this kind of catch-up intro um but also kind of it was very interesting because it was the doctor kind of was outside of the universe for a second in the beginning but it was kind of interesting to see that because that's the whole point of the doctor in a sense he's this outside um into influence so to speak also very knowledgeable at the same time and you know all these things so it was really interesting as a, a kind of introduction to the doctor but also to um donna noble to kind of get this idea of what's going on with with these characters but from a different perspective to how you might otherwise um do so the one thing i will say is having knowing having known they were going to do that it felt weird when it was then repeated so much within the episode as well um but i don't think that's necessarily like some of it was kind of just how the story went i get it but like some of it felt like a little bit uh repetitive when you kind of or had already explained to the audience the audience didn't need to know twice um but saying that very nice um visuals i i really enjoyed the new title sequence i love the new logo I, I i don't know if i've said that previously when i've talked about doctor who you know this new um start to doctor who but i really do like um the uh the logo i i think it looks really good it, it and and also just i feel like even though this is a brand new era of who it feels like it's really paying homage to more classic who it feels like you know what this feels like and it's weird to say it feels star wars-esque and what i mean by that is classic who was like the first three films and then new who um tried to kind of depart from that right and it was doing its own thing but kind of keeping in line with that and that felt like kind of almost prequel-esque in a sense right um and but now it feels like you're kind of in an era that's trying to kind of cross all of that right and bring it all together because you can start fresh. You can bring in a new audience and give them ideas of what the Doctor is and can be and has been and all that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, so I, I think in a lot of ways, this was really great start to a new era of Who. Um, one thing, of course, that is kind of the prevalent part of this is obviously the return of David, Ten David Tennant. And um, I've got to say, I really enjoyed seeing David Tennant as the Doctor again. Uh, I think specifically for this story, it was necessary um, because, you know, yes, you could arguably have had um, another Doctor or having either Jodie Whittaker stay in the role for these or have Shuti come in early for the role Shuti Gatwa. But I feel like this story needed to be told. Um, it wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been a point in telling the story if it wasn't David Tennant and Catherine Tate as the respective characters. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think 
it was really nice seeing them back. They they did really well. The chemistry was exactly as I remember it. Um, and there's a lot of interesting parallels in the episode to what happened before, not only on the sense of what had happened between Donna and the Doctor previously, um, as regards you know how Donna um, basically became part Time Lord in a sense. Um, but that, um, how do I put it? That it's hard. It's hard to kind of place the word that I'm, I'm looking for. That certain scenes really resonated with the previous um, tenure of Donna and the Doctor. One specific example, and technically, it's not actually even to do with um, Donna herself, but rather Wilf, um, Donna's granddad in the show, which is that. Um, there's a point where the Donna, the the Doctor and Donna are separated by a glass um, pane, and for whatever reason, it really reminded me of the end of Ten's run with Wilf and and him and the whole having to to basically save Wilf, which causes his um, regeneration, etc. If I'm remembering that correctly, I hope I am. Um, but so it felt like a very much like a, a very poetic in a sense, and I, I I feel like that was the intended point of the kind of the splitting of the two by the glass in this episode. Uh, I won't go into too much more details about the kind of the spoiler esque aspect of that, but I did really enjoy those scenes, and I've got to be honest, they were really emotionally heavy, uh, and I, I I felt like regard like regardless of how you feel about the rest of the episode, the pathos between um donna and the doctor and those moments were really really good um so that's that's kind of like the basis that i want to base everything else that we say off um the story i don't think this is like the best story that who has ever told you know but the thing is what you have to remember with doctor who anyway and one thing I always try and keep in mind with who is that it's kind of like a popcorny thing. Like, don't think into it too much. Don't um, try and explain things too much. It's never really been that. It's never really done that. Like, if you go back and watch, and I am watching a lot of classic who at the moment. If you go back and watch a lot of classic who, like things just happen, and and, and basically it's just because you know. Um, and 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 that's okay if the show kind of says to you that's what we're going to do right so in a lot of ways don't get me wrong i'll sit there sometimes and be like uh what but like that's kind of a whovian thing right it's part of the hooniverse as they're now calling it which is very interesting by the way that they've got a brand kind of a, an overarching brand for what currently is only one show because like you know all the spin-offs aren't currently in active development as far as i'm aware um but yeah so with that in mind um yeah the story the story was relatively plain relatively simple but i will say i do really like that this story was pulled from um prior kind of um stories from i believe the 90s if i remember correctly might have been earlier i could be wrong i did look at look it up briefly but essentially the, the Meep and the Wrath Warriors, the Wrath, the Wrath, the Wrath Warriors, however you want to say it, uh, are pulled from, I believe, comic strips initially, and then 
um, some audio dramas, big Finnish audio dramas, uh, which are non-canon when the show kind of contradicts them, but canon otherwise, so to speak, um, like a secondary layer of canon, similar to how Star Wars was in the past, um, or, or you know, a number of other things. But Star Wars always comes to mind as regards that kind of canon tier. Um, so um, it's really nice to see that. I actually do always find it very interesting when you take something that hasn't been on screen before and then adapt it for screen and see how people receive it. And, you know, it's funny because I saw a few comments saying, oh, this is like, you know, this isn't like, this is very derivative of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, is it though? Because it existed for quite some time. And, you know, it's, it's always interesting when that kind of comes up like, oh, well, this was a thing way back in x y and z so that's always interesting one thing i will say is that i and i have to i have to address it because it's probably the, the biggest elephant in the room this one um there are a lot of topics discussed in in this um special in this uh, episode that are are around kind of um uh sexual um politics and kind of um other, other other politics in that field and um and kind of inclusivism and all that type of stuff right and so that's great don't get me wrong i think doctor who very similar to star trek in this way by the way is about that kind of thing right it, it it's it has those kind of thoughtful messages about you know um what is humanity and what is um what is love and what is you know all those types of things are baked into those types of shows the sci-fi genre is about what is it, it is to be human in a sense right so very much the case with um doctor who um and you know what 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 are people's experiences are what you know what i mean you know what i mean i'm not going to keep going over the same words but um i do think that um there's, there's been a few controversies around this um anyway before this um uh before this episode this uh, special came out because there had been the implication of davros after the children in need um special kind of uh five minute episode so to speak five minute like clip so to speak of davros um davros no longer being what would constitute a wheelchair user even though of course he is using dalek um uh, technology to essentially convey himself from place to place or was previously um, that it was the implication that was given uh, as response to that as the reason for Davros now no longer being a wheelchair user is that it's essentially um, that there was a villainizing of um, it, it was like ableism right um, and I don't necessarily agree because I think you can have good and bad people who are able and not and, and, and not able in certain ways, right? You can have, you know, a, a person who may or may not be blind, for example, um, who can be a cruel person or a really great person, you know, like your ability um, as regards certain things like that does not make you more or less um, moral, right? And so I felt like that was probably a step in the wrong direction to start because it implies that uh, implicitly you can't be, you can only be on a pedestal if you have certain um, 
physical or mental detriments or attributes, right? Which is not true. And that kind of minimizes um, and takes a smaller kind of lens to these issues. Um, you know, people want to be treated normally. They don't want to be edified, so to speak. Um, so with that in mind, um, this special comes out and it feels like that's kind of the same kind of, I don't want to say agenda because I'm really trying to avoid trigger words, like not trigger words, so to speak, but like, um, like popular hit words, like agenda and like, you know, uh, I, I can't even think of any others off the top of my head now, but you know what I mean? But it feels like the way that, that, um, dealing with issues of inclusivism is to tackle them in ways that feel 10 years ago. Does that make sense? It feels like how inclusivism was, was first tackled all the way back when these issues started to become more prevalent through social media and through a number of other means. You know, it feels like now we're past that or we're relatively past that and we had a lot more good representation in media of people who have different levels of ability, different um, different uh, sexual identities and all, and all that type of stuff, right? And, and, and um, you know, uh, people of color and uh, minority groups and, you know, all those things felt like they were getting to a point where or feel like to me, I mean, I, I, I'm not the best to speak on this, obviously, and I do understand that. And obviously that's part of... Um, what I'm trying to say here, uh, I, I suppose, is that it feels like the way in which these things have been tackled is by an outsider's view, not by someone who is in these situations. And so where I'm going with all of this, because I feel like I have just kind of gone off on a tangent, is to come back around to the dialogue of this episode. Um, and I feel like the dialogue as regards inclusivism was very poor because... It, hired, it highlighted the idea of inclusive, inclusivism by talking about the things that would make you not be included. Does that make sense? It wasn't like, oh, there's X character who does Y thing, and that's it. It was X character can't do Y thing because Z. And it was like, that didn't need to be there. Like you could have removed that and literally just like the, the scene would have first of all flowed better. And second of all, we didn't need to draw attention to the fact that like, you know, long story short, there's a part where um, there's a line about stairs and we have a wheelchair user in, in this uh, special. And it feels like there was no need for that because don't get me wrong, that is a challenge that a lot of people in that circumstance face. And I agree with it. But a lot of these people either get on with it or or have their own ways of dealing with it or in that circumstance would understand that, you know, that's just the way things are, if that makes sense. Or, in fact, it wouldn't need to be a, an apology thing because of X, Y, Z as well. Um, and so what, what I suppose I'm trying to say is if you're trying to be inclusive, you should just basically have these people as um as part of the typical cast right as part of the typical you know so like there's a character for example one great example actually would be loki 
Loki season two. Um, one of the um, higher members of the TVA. I forget the the character's name, but that's kind of superfluous to the point. Um, was a wheelchair user, and in fact, that never played into a single part of the show at any point. But it was great to see that in there. You know, um, same with um, uh, B five um, being a black woman. That never became part of the story because it didn't need to in this given show. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think there are shows that need to just dive into um, all these different kind of, um, how do I put it? Um, <sighs> social injustices, right? I, I, I agree that those things still need to be tackled. I agree that there's still those stories are still to tell. But in certain circumstances... It's nice just to pretend, like, not pretend, that's maybe the wrong word, but, like, it's nice to say we don't need to worry about that in our universe that we're in right now. You know, if you want to change these things for the, be the, the better, for more permanently, you want to go at it as if, for example, Star Trek, Utopia, it's the future, things are better, so these issues don't come up. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to produce, pro produce and promote um, inclusivism, you do it by essentially silently, you know, in a way, right? I know that sounds very weird, but I, I, I just think the way that when the, that this episode of Doctor Who went about it was kind of too loud. It was too loud about the fact that it was doing these things. It was almost like, hey, look at us, we're doing this thing, rather than just having it be part of what they're doing. It felt very corporate. It felt very um it felt very um Pride Month uh advertisements for uh brands, you know? Um and a lot of people will know what I mean by that. The idea that during Pride Month um brands all become very, very um uh they become allies essentially so that they can sell product and then at the end of the month they're like okay bye see you guys again next year um so it, it, it's a weird one and um yeah but don't get me wrong i still think it's great that the inclusivism is there and i i, I think that actually the two characters they introduced um from more minority groups so to speak um were great i think they were great you know um and, and actually really interesting but it's just that I think their dialogue sometimes could have been tightened up to not make it so glaring of a thing that the show was trying to do. I think that makes, I think that makes sense, and I hope I've conveyed that point eloquently. Because the last thing I want to do is is to be insensitive to these issues. I just want to discuss them and and talk about how I believe that these things should be tackled in modern media. And if you disagree, that's totally fine. We can have a discourse about that. And if you feel like I'm poorly informed, then let me know that too. I'm more than happy to discuss those things. I'm more than happy to listen to people about their viewpoints. That's the whole point of For What It's Nerd. Um, but I'm just talking through my lens because that's the only one I can talk through. And I hope it's one that um, is understandable and um, well put together and is not um, misconstrued as um unfair or unkind or or anything like that because that's not the point of what i'm trying to do here i'm trying to talk about media as something that can evolve and be better and do more and be more representative if anything just maybe in a better way
But with all that said, um, I, I thought it, it was a very fun, very uh, enjoyable episode of Doctor Who. I'm very excited to see the next uh, special and the one after that. Of course, there is another two. Um, and to see where they go. And also, also of course, for when uh, Shuti takes over as the uh, 15th Doctor and see where that goes to. Um, with all that said, um, I think we'll leave it there for now, guys. Um, it was a great episode, uh, a great time, and very excited about more Doctor Who. Thank you, guys, as always, and I'll see you later.